Um, just, I have, do have a question. Am I allowed to swear? Yeah, that's fine. Okay, just because tell me now, because I'm one of those people that will swear, and then you'll go, oh, language, and I'll go, oh, shit, sorry. <laughs> Hello and welcome to episode 74 of Mike's Open Journal. Not too sure what happened to the uh, drum set at the beginning there. I think that's probably because I stretched it out a little bit just to get uh, that brief exchange in at the beginning, which I found quite humorous. And I didn't want you to miss out on that by putting it at the end of the episode in case you don't listen, because I know some people don't which is a real shame. <laughs> um, but thank you very much to you guys for tuning in. Uh, another great episode. I really enjoyed uh, sitting down and talking with Bex a couple of weeks ago now. Uh, and it was really cool just to talk a little bit about our experience uh, of mental health, but also uh, being able to talk about that online and a range of other stuff as well. And it was really cool Again, just to be able to sit down and have a chat with someone that I've not spoken to a huge amount um, before. Like we've kind of had exchanges, I guess you'd say, um, online, but never really had the opportunity too much just to sit down and talk. So I really enjoyed that. It's been one of the really great things, I think, for me, I've gotten out of the podcast and being able to learn a little bit more about some of those people I interact with, but also being able to help them share a little bit of their story as well. And it's definitely been uh, an eye-opening experience about some of uh, the journeys that people have been on, the situations that they've been exposed to, that have been challenged by, um, and have succeeded and progressed past. I know there's a couple of uh, other podcasts that potentially are popping up in the next week or two weeks or so. Um, so definitely have a look out for those. Uh, those of you that follow me online will also know that recently uh, I've got involved with the Mental Health Hour chat that's on Sundays at 9pm. Uh, and they also have their own podcast, which you can check out if you just search Mental Health Hour. You should be able to find those guys as well. So check them out. Uh and yeah, I'll be able to give you a little bit more information about some of those other podcasts as they arrive or are created. So a really exciting time for, I guess, the conversations that are happening around mental health, um, but also an opportunity to find out a little bit more about those advocates and people uh, that we're talking to, finding out about and uh, are befriending online as well, which is pretty awesome, I think. Uh, as always, if you want to find out a little bit more about me, the podcast, or any of the other stuff that I've got going on, you can find that over at Mike's Open Journal. Uh, and all of the information about Bex, you're going to find out through the podcast, and all of her links are at the end of the episode as well. So definitely stick around for that, or you can just take a look down in the description as well. Thank you very much for tuning in, and here's us. I know, like the first time. I met you was at the Talk MH meetup in London. Yeah. Um, but I can't really... Did we just start talking on the chat? I can't really I remember. I think so, yeah. Because I remember I didn't really know anybody kind of in the same sort of blogging community. Because I'd only been doing it since like October. So it's only just been about a year and I didn't really know anybody. And then... I don't even know how I found Talk MH. I think it just like it just appeared on my timeline, and I was just like, "Oh yeah, I'll get into that." Yeah, and it yeah. was 
It's interesting because there's a few people that sort of did both chats and you gradually get talking to people. And then after a little while, you're like, oh, did we know each other before the chat? And it's hard to remember sometimes because there's so many people that you just get like quite involved with. And although the talks are like mental health based, where there's a few people that are like there regularly, we get to find out a bit more about people as well, which is quite nice. Yeah, no, exactly. How did you find the the meet up in London? It was good. It was um, it was just getting tubes. I just really hate getting the tube, and it was just trying to like I was lost, and then you kind of had to come and fetch me because I was literally just standing there, and I was like, "There's a seat somewhere. There's a bench. There's like five <laughs> benches." <laughs> and I was just like, "I'm just standing here, looking like a weirdo." It was, and there was, it's so there was hard like to a describe. march. Yeah. And I was like, what? Oh, <laughs> was yeah, like, what was the march for? For science. Oh, was going yeah. On. But there was like a little cafe. So when they said we're at the benches, I was like, but there's loads of benches. <laughs> I was like, I don't know where I'm going. And then I don't think I was wearing my glasses either. So I just saw like your hair and I was like, that could be Mike. <laughs> it might just be another ginger person. <laughs> It's like I have no idea. Oh, it's so like it was. It was. It is in theory like it's a really good meeting place because everyone can get to it. But it's once you're yeah. there, it, it's a big. Like I ended up walking all around it, and I was in Kensington Gardens thinking I was in Hyde Park. And um, oh god, yeah, I did a lot of walking around. Oh, I'm um, glad it wasn't me. That's the kind of thing I do. <laughs> just be like in a totally different like, park. Yeah. I'm like, oh, this doesn't feel like the right place. End up at the Natural History Museum oh, or something. Oh, yeah. But it was really cool to, I think, short of being outside, I don't know that you can really do it any other way and have that many people there. No. Um, and it's so hard to organise and know how many people are coming and having to pay to book somewhere or whatever and I think yeah being able to be outside and just order food while we were there was so amazing oh that was so good oh, ordering the food oh. that poor delivery guy oh. was probably just like what the hell is going on it's like these people better be here. <laughs> oh god well, it was try- trying to find like public toilets to use as well oh yeah I don't remember did I? I think I used the toilet. Oh, yeah, because they were like 20, 30p toilets, weren't they? Oh, God, yeah, ridiculous. I was like, really? Yeah. London yeah. toilets. High and five then, like, London toilets. This, this, like, got, this grown man with his, like, kid came in, and I was like, uh, this is the women's? Are you okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of stood there like, is this a unisex toilet? I don't, they weren't, were they? I don't think they were. They were not. Oh, okay. <laughs> they were not. <laughs> he, he literally just walked straight past the the men's and just been like, yeah, well, I'll just ignore the fact that there's three young women standing in this toilet and just oh. and just go right in. I was like, okay. They're right. Aren't they like right next to I don't understand how why one person would go in the wrong one because I think they're near each other. It's not yeah, like, they are. It's not like, oh, if you were really desperate and you were just like, I've just got to go to one. It doesn't, I just need a toilet. No, when they, they, I was, yeah, there were three of us just standing there. It's like, well, you know, that should have been a bit of a hint. <laughs> and there were no urinals on the walls, but, you know. Oh, dear. No, it was so, I think I really liked that there were so many people there that are, I've talked to either like a little bit or a lot. And mm. like, 
short of a, a meetup type thing like that, you're just not going to see or going to meet because everyone's so far apart and yeah, um, to get everyone together rather than like, oh, let's just organize a meetup like one or two of us, which is still cool um, to actually be there and have like 30 odd people um, was so good. Yeah, there were quite a lot of us, weren't there? Yeah, I can't remember. I, I want to say there was more than 20. Um, I think definitely, yeah. It was a pretty solid group. Uh, it was It was just, yeah, it was just really nice to go around and see people. And there was a couple of people that um, I I don't think I thought they were who they were. Because, like, um, I didn't realise. I think, oh, who was it? I think it was Amy. And I was talking to Mark and he was like, oh, have you spoken to Amy yet? And I was like, oh, like, who's Amy? And then, yeah. And it's because I think wasn't, I think her profile picture was like a, a not a person picture. Yeah. And that's So, a, yeah, yeah, in my head, I was like, she's just someone I don't know. And then he said about her being Amy, whoever. And I was like, oh, that's Amy. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. And it just didn't connect. And I think it's quite funny that you can go along. You can even talk to the people that you know and you don't know that they're the people you know. Just... Well, I, I thought Angela's name was Doris. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then somebody was like, no, she's Angela. And I was like, I'm so confused. How has this, how has this happened? <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, well, I like to take the Doris credit. Um, I'm still, I'm still um, persevering with that. She will. She will accept the Doris name. Doris. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. No, but that's the thing, because everybody's got, like, some people don't use their proper name as well. Yeah. So I think Josh didn't know it was me, and then somebody just mentioned my name, and he was like, oh, yeah, I know you. <laughs> but but you, yeah. at least you've got, like, face pictures, so mm. you can recognise... That was one thing I was worried about, though. I didn't want everyone to feel like I'd catfished them. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I was using all my best self, use all my best selfies for my profile picture, and they use like filters and stuff. And I didn't want everyone to show up and be like, "What? That's like, not what you look like." Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> Where, where's the real Bex? <laughs> <laughs> oh, um. God. So, yeah, we obviously started talking online about mental health. I don't know if you're happy to tell us a little bit about your experience and kind of how you yeah, came yeah. to essentially talk about mental health online. So I think I'd followed a couple of blogs and I had thought about kind of starting my own for a while, but I think I was never really kind of sure how to go about it. And I thought, you know, there's probably loads, you know, there's loads of books out there and like websites and blogs and different kind of mediums talking about the same sort of thing so I thought you know do, do, do you really need another one out there and this kind of thing mm-hmm. um I don't I don't know why I kind of started it I think I'd been kind of thinking about it for a couple of years or so but I'd never really done anything kind of concrete and then I think one day I just cut so I kind of decided you know what why why not just see what happens with it I didn't really expect anyone to read it or like comment on it or anything. I just thought oh, this is just going to be something I'm going to kind of write and post every now and then. And, you know, maybe one person will read it, but yeah, no, it's been really good. Do you think but, you post it like more, like based on kind of what you said, do you think you paste it more for yourself than for other people? 
I don't know, because um, I think it's definitely cathartic when you're getting that stuff kind of out of yourself and out there. I mean, I have like a diary for that sort of thing mm-hmm. as well. But like I know quite a lot of I've had like anonymous comments from people and things that have said, you know, how much it's helped them. And it's made them realize that I think the last one I got was from some I can't remember her name now but she said something like oh I was going for a really dark time and you kind of one of your posts helped me to see that there's like light at the end of the tunnel and I just thought oh god like I really I didn't realize it would have like such an impact on somebody and I thought you know as long as even if it's just one person that Mm. it's kind of helping you know that's awesome I think it's really cool and I think it's nice when someone's got that approach to there's a few people I've spoken to recently where, although they blog, it's not like a regular thing. And I think yeah. sometimes then, uh, it I don't know, I don't know if it's in my mind. I'm like, oh, they're not doing it because they feel they need to. They're not doing like regular, but it's more like this is going on with me and I feel like I want to write this down and I want to help other people. And it's nice if other people read it, but it's also kind of a, just a self... Mm. Um, self-expression type thing yeah definitely i think mine's mine's not so regular anymore as well and i feel really guilty about it because um i started off quite regular but i don't know if that's because when i started i had so much that i wanted to say and now i've gotten to a point where all the kind of pressing things i wanted to get out they've kind of been done Mm. but yeah it's becoming kind of less and less frequent but i mean i always just kind of think to myself well you know, it's if you can be regular and like all these people who do like every, a post every day in October, like I don't know how they oh, do it. I can't like, bring myself oh to my read God. it, let alone write it. <laughs> I'm just like, how are you doing this? Because then it takes me so long to try and write what I think is a decent post. Hmm. And then it takes me so long to proofread it. And then even after I've proofread it, I get friends going, oh, there's a typo here. And I'm like, oh, shit. (laughs) As long as it's not in the title, I don't care. (laughs) Yeah. But I was just like, oh, no, I can't do it like every day. And then, you know, sometimes I just think even if I want it to be regular, I don't just want to put stuff out for the sake of it Mm. and just be talking crap just for the sake of having a regular post because i feel like that's what i'd end up doing i'd just be like oh today i had a sandwich and like (laughs) 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 like it would be that kind of gold and i just think like yeah for me like i'm not saying you know people who blog every day do that but you know i really admire them for being able to do that but for me personally i'd really struggle to feel like i'm writing anything meaningful if Mm. I kind of made myself do it so yeah I only really kind of do it when I get inspired I guess and then that's when all the good stuff comes out Mm. and I know I think it's like one of your latest posts was about like a writing project as well so you obviously do writing separately to blogging as well yeah that was my I think that was my most recent one oh my god my dad read it (laughs) <laughs> and there was like a line in there and I was like, he was like, oh, I read, what was it? It was, um, cause I did, um, a course that, um, Laura Jane Williams runs. She runs like online writing courses and she started out as like a blogger and her books are amazing. I love the way she writes. So when I saw she was doing this online course, I was like, oh God, yeah, I'm going to do that. Um, 
and it went on for like every week for about six weeks I think and then we had to do like a final project and that's what I posted Mm. and she gave us the title and she said your title is a woman in crisis and it has to be a thousand words and um but I didn't think I might end up, I don't know why I ended up sharing it. I think because a few of my friends knew I was doing it and they were like, oh, we want to read it when it's done. And mm. I thought, oh, why not? I'll just put it on the blog. But no, one of the lines I wrote something like, um, his words were like a bolt of lightning between my legs. And then I like came downstairs and I was getting ready for work. And my dad's like, oh, I read your, I read your latest blog post. That was really good writing. And I went, oh, thank you. No. <laughs> <laughs> amazing i was like no 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 <laughs> unsee dad let's sit down and talk about this <laughs> I was like, oh christ you're not meant to know that i know about that please no oh that's nice to have like support from family though and things like yeah that, no he, he does he's he reads all my stuff and i'm really quite not shocked, but like a bit taken aback that he has time to kind of read it or that not that he'd be interested in it, but like, I'm like, Oh, that's quite nice. Yeah. Support. Mm. But yeah, I, well, God, I didn't think he'd read that, (laughs) but there it is. I don't know if you're happy to tell us a bit about obviously like your mental health experience and kind of how that's led you essentially into the group that we were obviously talking in in the first place. Yeah. Yeah. Happy to. Absolutely. Off you go. So, (laughs) and go. Okay, so I think basically it started, I think I knew that there was definitely something wrong when I was about 17. Hmm. So about nine years ago now. Um, And I think looking back, I'd experienced kind of little things way before then from like maybe 11, 12, but they didn't seem like such a big deal at the time. But, um, no, I always just like, whenever like counselors and therapists have said, like, when did you, like, when would you pinpoint it? I always just think, yep, 17. And I was on this, um, I was on like a family holiday and we were staying in Corfu and it was for like two weeks and it just felt like the longest two weeks of my life. And usually I really enjoy holidays, but I was dreading it the entire time, like, leading up to it I just thought I really don't want to go on holiday I don't want to go anywhere new Mm. and I it was really weird like I think from the moment we got there I was just really miserable but like not just like a bit miserable just like really really sad and I think every all my like my parents and my sister could kind of see it and like I remember um we were like having lunch and I think um I said I think I made a comment that I thought I was a positive person and my dad and my sister kind of laughed and went, oh, no. And I, like, started crying at the table. I was like, what do you mean I'm not positive? <laughs> like, to prove the point. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was just, it was really weird. Like, I'd basically, it just, it really dragged. I wasn't really having a good time, but, like, it got to a point where I was just, like, really miserable. I was a bit of a like a bit of a cow just like being really argumentative like I think I would be sitting in like a restaurant eating dinner and I just start crying and I had to leave and I think like it just kind of came to a head one 
must have been like two in the morning or something and I just woke up and I just couldn't stop crying and I have no idea what was wrong it just felt I just felt awful and it just it just occurred to me like I should probably just like throw myself off the balcony or just like leave the apartment we were staying in and just go for a walk and like accidentally fall into the pool Hmm. and it was really weird and I think um and then we we came home and I think I was fine and it I felt all right again for a bit but then yeah I think after that it just kept kind of hitting me at intervals and then I thought no something's definitely like it's not normal um so I started kind of going to the doctor and seeing I saw like a psychiatrist and they just sort of put it I think my psychiatrist just kind of put it down to I think she said low self-esteem and she was like, oh, and hormones because, you know, you're a teenager and this is normal. And I was like, okay, but um, I don't think my friends have wanted to throw themselves off balconies, but okay, cool. Thanks, lady. Yeah. And, um, yeah, but um, no, I'd never really, like until that, I'd never thought about mental health at all or like mental illness. None of that had ever kind of crossed my mind. I'd never thought about it, never kind of been that interested in it um but yeah it was just really weird and then I think it it just kept kind of getting worse and worse and then I think eventually it was when I was about 20 21 and I think I went to the doctor like I don't know after how many doctors I'd seen and how many different assessments and they'd all just said oh you're a teenager go for a walk (sighs) Do some exercise. Eat some salad. (laughs) I've never had eat salad before. Oh, I have. (laughs) Eat some green shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God. It's a lovely day. Get some sunlight. (laughs) Like, oh, Christ. But I think I just went in and my, I think um, I just walked in and she just took one look at me and was like, oh, you're quite ill, aren't you? And I was like, help. But I think, yeah, she did the, you know, one of those like where they they ask you a question and it's like, oh, like, um, not at all. Oh, yeah. The, once like a week. The, oh, is it like um, multiple times a day, once a day, once a week, yeah. once a month type of thing? Yeah. Almost every day. Yeah. 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 Like think back to the previous four weeks. Yeah. Yeah. And I think um, when I finished it, she was like, right, well, um, on that scale, you are severely depressed. Mm. And, um, yeah, she prescribed me um, fluoxetine. And, yeah, it just made a massive difference. And basically, since then, I've just been – I'm on um, different medication now. I'm on venlafaxine, but that's been really up and down and Mm. – yeah, just more kind of counselling, CBT. Yeah, just trying to figure out what the hell's going on, kind of thing. At least now, I think getting to the stage where it's acknowledged by a professional and being able to access, yeah. like whether it's the medication, the uh, support, like counselling or CBT. Like at least you're getting access to stuff now, and you can work mm-hmm. out what works for you and what doesn't work, and. Um, it's cool that it's got there. It's just a shame. Like you say, it's, it seems dismissed at an earlier age. It, yeah, it really is as well, especially when um, 
yeah, just like, oh, well, they always used to say, like, oh, were you on your period, like, when this was happening? And it's like, no. <laughs> like, I could, I, I don't just get emotions, like, one time a month and then just turn into, like, just a robot for like, the other three weeks. I don't, like, I'd say even if it was to do with your period, like, not being funny, you're going to have a period again. Like, so you're going to yeah. feel like this again? That's probably something we should look into. <laughs> Yeah, oh no, it's ridiculous. But yeah, they were just like, oh yeah, you've got low self-esteem and you're a teenager. I was like, that's, you could say that about every single teenager. Yeah, I don't, it's really hard because I understand like working with young people, there can be people that are um, affected by some of the symptoms without having the illness. But I think Mm. it comes back to that. I understand if it's a case of they're trying to save money and they don't want to put so many people in counselling or whatever because it mm. might cost money. Or even if they're trying to save on medication, which I find hard to believe because everyone's pushed to medication. Yeah. Um, there's so many online resources and stuff that you can access for free. Um, and a lot of people, I think, if we just spoke about and acknowledged mental health illnesses a little bit more. Yeah. At that earlier stage, I mean, I don't know, but there's been a few people now that have come on and had a similar type of experience to you where for a few years they've essentially been told, you're okay, I don't know what you're going on about. Yeah. If there had been some sort of interaction at an earlier stage, like signposting to maybe, even if it's like the free phone phone lines like Samaritans and some of the like activity resources that Mind have and other youth groups and stuff like that, actually would that help prevent people getting to the stage where they need medication or counseling yeah. or therapy and uh, i don't yeah, know i mean yeah some people will be like teenagers it will be hormones but it doesn't get away from the fact they're still experiencing those thoughts and those feelings and yeah it just seems a bit like an excuse to not do anything rather than to actually help the person yeah no i agree definitely I don't know. It's all easy when you're not the doctor, isn't it? Oh, but oh, some of them just don't have a clue. Oh. <laughs> I had, I'm sorry, they really don't. Like, I had, um, oh, this was, uh, I think this was earlier this year, actually. So it's basically, it kind of, it's been getting progressively kind of worse, like very up and down since about two years ago, nearly now. And, um, like, I was kind of like I had a last kind of counseling therapy assessment session on Monday, like this, like last Monday, just gone. And, um, no, it was like a routine kind of medication checkup. And I think I was on, um, oh, this might've been about a year ago now. And I was on, um, like 17 milligrams of venlafaxine and I went to my doctor and it was just the typical kind of like, usually it's just, how are you feeling? Are there any side effects? How, like, how are you feeling in yourself? You haven't hurt yourself or anything. And then they just kind of go, yeah, that's fine. Cool. Keep taking them. And then they give you another prescription and you go. Yep. But this time, um, I said to him, oh no, it's been a bit, it's been very up and down again. And he was like, oh, well, I think you should come off them. Right. And I kind of looked at him and I was like, uh, this has kind of come out of nowhere. Why do you say that? Yeah. And he was like, oh, because you've, you've been on them a while. And he said, and at this point, it's like um, it's like if you broke your leg and we put a cast on it and um, your leg's fixed, but you're still walking around with the cast on. 
And I was like, but it's not. I've just told you that it's not. <laughs> no, it's not like that. I was like, but I've, I've just told you that it's very up and down. And then he, he literally, I shit you not, went, yeah, but we all have bad days. No. And I was like... See, I can sort you out. He, I, he started off okay. So it's like <laughs> putting a cast on and then realising that the cast is set in your leg in, a, in the wrong way. So then what you should do is take the cast off and put another one on. <laughs> so, yeah. Come My off leg's the, on backwards. It's like, yes, come off that medication or drop down and try something else. It shouldn't oh, no, be... Oh, no, I was just really fond of the, of the cast and walking around on crutches. <laughs> yeah. I just really enjoy oh. walking around crutches oh my god but no when he said everyone has bad days i just kind of blinked at him i don't i was like did this man really just say that yeah Yeah. sometimes i don't know how much because i think i was really fortunate i never really had that response from the gps that i've seen but it's infuriating when i went in um for mine like the first time i went into the gp and i sat down and i spoke to him and you never know how it's going to go um, but they could see on my records that I hadn't, like the last time I'd been to the doctor was like 16 years before. Mm. So they all sort of automatically, I think it's like, it's taken more seriously because they're like, oh, okay, like you've actually come in. But then when sometimes I hear from other people and I'm like, if you've gone in on your own and you're like a teenager, maybe my mind's working differently, but I feel like that's quite a big thing as a teenager to say, there's something wrong i need to go to the doctor yeah i feel like that's quite a big thing like you it'd be different if they were like a teenager and you've been brought with your parent which i can completely understand why that would happen even with mental health but i just think if someone's gone on their own i don't know it just says something a bit more to me and i yeah. just i find it really hard to believe that someone that's trained as a doctor and there's so many I don't know about yours, but at my GPs, there's loads of posters about mental health now, like probably almost as many as flu. Um, (laughs) And I just think like if you're putting up posters and you're saying this is a big thing, you need to come in and get help. And then someone comes in and you're just so dismissive. Yeah. What's the point in putting the posters up? Because actually you don't want people to come forward. You want people to be at like, I'm about to kill myself. Then they think about giving you some CBT in five months time. Yeah. But if you're coming in and being like, I'm really struggling, this is what's going on, and they're being dismissive, I'm like, well, how can you say you're um, like promoting a mental health service or you're here for people to come and talk to when actually all you're saying is either like you're just being a teenager or here's some drugs and that's pretty much the end of it? Yeah. I don't, oh, I don't know. The good thing is he, that doctor was just like, just like the one that I've encountered yeah. all the others have been pretty good and understanding oh that's good but yeah he he was just like yeah I think you should come off them and part of me kind of just thought okay yeah I'll come off them I'll prove you wrong I'll go into a really dark place and become really ill again and then <laughs> that's I'll, so I'll, my mind <laughs> yeah it really it like yeah I'm gonna I just do thought, more harm to myself just to prove yeah. you wrong <laughs> I know, like <laughs> that's exactly what I would have done. <laughs> but I, I just sort of like smiled, and I was like, right. So, um, yeah, if I start, and I said to him, what? Oh, that was another thing. I said, what about the um the withdrawal? Yeah. And he was like, oh, there is no withdrawal. And I was like, no, there definitely is yeah. because 
I've missed like a couple before accidentally and I felt like I'd been hit by a truck. So you can't tell me there's no withdrawal. And he literally kind of like used his little kind of Dr. Google thing. Yeah. And he turned his screen round and pointed at it and went, no, look, no, no withdrawals. Yeah. And I was like, you can show me your screen all you want. I'm telling you I've had withdrawals. So I ended up like getting a half dose for a while. And I think I was on that for two weeks. Mm. And then um, I think I was off entirely for maybe a few days. And then as predicted, the withdrawal like set in and it's, you just feel like you've got the flu. So I just felt really faint. I kept getting like, it feels like your head's being electrocuted every now and then. It's horrible. Like I was literally at work trying to walk around and it just kept it was like somebody had just hooked up like electrodes to my skull and every couple of minutes was just like flipping a switch on and off and it was like oh god okay Mm. and then I just I just got like really emotional again and then I started like crying at work and just basically feeling suicidal again and I was like right well I've guess I've proved him right then (laughs) I just like came home and I was like I was like no it's not working I was right <laughs> he tr- he tried, but you know it's not going to work. I just yeah, you despair sometimes of the advice that people get given. I well, when I came home, I think, and I told my parents. My mum was very much like, "Oh well, you know, he's he's the doctor. Let's let's give it a go." Whereas yeah. my dad was just like, "He's a dick." <laughs> <laughs> it's like I don't think he knows what he's on. Like, I'll oh, go down there and talk to him. And I was like, just standing there, like, no, 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 no. Well. We'll, we'll give it a go, and then yeah. if it goes to shit, <laughs> which I'm thinking it probably will, we'll just go back. And yeah. like before I got the half dose, I said to him, So if you know you're wrong and it gets bad again, can I come back and go back on them? Yeah, and he was like, Yeah, yeah, and I was like, Cool, that's all I wanted to know, right? Well, then, yeah, like you say, it's hard, isn't it? Because you are. You're the expert to some extent because it's you, it's your body, it's your mind. Yeah. But you're sat there with someone whose job it is to know and to support and... um, Feel like, oh, you've got the degree. (laughs) Yeah. And they're the person that is there to tell you about that stuff. And sometimes I think you should be able to go, well, okay, like, you're an expert in this, so I'll go with what you think, like... It's what mm. we do with cars, isn't it? Like when the car doesn't work, you take it to the garage and sometimes you think they're wrong, but you go with what they say because it's their job. I know job. nothing about cars. Yeah, it's yeah. their job. It's like that's what they're an expert in. So you kind of go with that. And I think it is. it can be dangerous, however much you think it, to go against what a doctor yeah. said i think at the very least you've got to do what you did and that is like try it, give it a go yeah mm. you give it a go and if it doesn't work and actually you proved right then like at least you're able to go in and you where you hadn't changed medication it's just a decrease you could go back up to what you were taking before so yeah i mean if it had worked i'd have been like cool brilliant i'm yeah. cured yeah no medication for me i'm a normal <laughs> i'm a neuro i'm a neurotypical brilliant <laughs> But no, it wasn't. But that's like partly all this kind of up and down with the medication as well just made me go back because I just felt it was something much more than just like being told I've got like depression and anxiety. I thought, no, surely it's got to be something Mm. 
much more complicated than that because it's just getting ridiculous. And like, even when I'm on medication, it's not always great. Like I still, you know, have moments where I feel like doing something stupid for no reason. And I react really a bit like a child to some kind of situations and like emotional kind of stimuli. Mm. So I went back and I mean, I don't remember where I first heard the term like borderline personality disorder, but I think I heard it somewhere and somebody was describing it and I thought, well, that that's me. Yeah. So I kind of did some research on that and I didn't, I think I was about 18 the first time I heard it, but I didn't really tell anybody because I didn't want to look like I was like self-diagnosing, like, oh, Google says this. Um, But like I had a couple of assessments over the summer and like one of the the women doing my assessment was like, oh, have you heard of um, emotionally unstable personality disorder? And I said, yeah. And she was like, yeah, it sounds like that's what you've got. Mm. And part of me thought, oh, brilliant. Like it makes so much sense. And then I said, oh, so now do I, you know, go see like a proper psychiatrist and get like a proper formal assessment? And she said, no. She was like, because the problem is if we, if I send you to a psychiatrist, he'll just tell you exactly what I've said and he'll put it on your medical record. And she said, in my experience, you're much more likely to get help for your depression than you are for a personality disorder. Yeah. Which I thought was really shocking. Mm, I I think it is, but then I think it's quite good that she's been honest with you and not said, don't yeah, do yeah. it, but this is kind of where the system works. because. Oh, no, I don't think she was being shocking, like saying yeah, I'm yeah. not going to send you, but I just thought, oh, my God, I didn't realise how yeah. much kind of... Well, because I've had... Um... I had like my initial assessment and stuff with the GP and um, like I've had group and one-to-one therapy and at no stage has anyone like sat down and said, right, this is what you have. Mm. Um, And I remember talking to when I was having like one-to-one therapy and saying, there's been loads of stuff that we've spoken about and a lot of it's like around relationships and emotions and um, like I understand I'm affected by depression, but I just think there's something else going on. Mm. And... um, I remember him saying, well, I think he said something. And I think I said, well, like no one's ever sat there and told me like, oh, you have depression. And he said, well, that's what your medication's for. So (laughs) at some stage, someone has officially decided I have depression and that is what I'm given medication for. Mm. Um, And I said to him, well, kind of similar to you, like, like, well, what about if I want to have like an assessment or something for um, borderline personality disorder? And he said, well, to be honest with you, it's not something we would do here. And to be honest, it's, it's, what would be the point? He said a lot of the time, um, like diagnosis, diagnosis or diagnosi, diagnosi. I don't know. <laughs> diagnosis <laughs> um, are given for uh, like medication, potentially for treatment, but majority mm. of the time it's to do with medication. Um, and your medication wouldn't change from what you're taking now. So we would never really, at this moment in time, seek to do like an assessment because it's just not going to change anything. Yeah. And I was like, right, okay, I I understand that. But at the same time, like, 
I really struggle with the labels and they were trying to get me to move away from it and like not worry about what it is you're affected by like look at the symptoms and not the illness and all that sort of stuff mm, yeah. and um, I was like yes but it would just kind of be nice to know what actually is going on and be told by yeah. a professional this is what you're affected by um, because to me now although no one's ever sat there and said you have depression I know that's what's been written down and that's why I have medi- medication so I officially have depression but I don't officially have like BPD like it's only like that what I think I'm affected by and what I've kind of been hinted at by like therapists and stuff but not specifically told and it's just a little bit annoying sometimes because you feel like can you just confirm the thing that I think and then I can work out like if there's stuff that relates to this that's like support or training or whatever actually that would be really useful to me rather than say actually probably no that's maybe not an illness that you have like it might be more like this and I just think like there is now specific support for specific illnesses so to not tell you what illness you have just seems a little bit stupid to me yeah no I kind of agree like when I had my um assessment for therapy last week mm. it was just like saying the whole like oh well, i'm not going to go through your entire history but you know just anything you think i should know that's specific and i said oh i've had a couple of professionals mention um bpd yeah. and first of all he went what's that and i thought oh this is promising this is, this is good. <laughs> he went what <laughs> and i went borderline personality disorder and he was like oh yeah oh, yeah. yeah heard of that oh yeah oh yeah. That. oh yeah yeah that makes sense yeah <laughs> and then um he said oh well i don't believe that labels are helpful yeah and i thought oh okay but like i suppose it's it's different for everybody isn't it because like i personally find like i think you know some people are like oh well i don't want to be labeled i don't want to be put in a box but for yeah. some people it it's you know i suppose it's just like a kind of preference but like for me, it's just like when it was mentioned and she said, like, it sounds very likely for you. I just thought, oh, good, because now I can I kind of just feel like I understand myself a bit more rather than just yeah. saying, you know, you you just your brain just doesn't function the way that it's supposed to. Mm. I mean, it's so broad. And I mean, I know BPD is quite a broad yeah. spectrum and it's, you know, so diverse and people can have the same you know, have it. And it's got so many different symptoms. I mean, when I've tried to explain it to like my parents, I've not really known where to begin with it. I bought them a book. I was just, I bought, um, borderline personality disorder for dummies. And just, <laughs> was it one of those yellow and black books? It was. Yeah. <laughs> I literally, I just Googled it and I was like, Oh, well those four dummies books are usually quite helpful. I'll just buy that. And I just put it on the coffee table and was just like, you know, just going to leave this here. Oh, dearie me. Want to have a, Want to have a little browse? I had, um, I can't think what the, I don't know if it was like the NHS website or it was like a national charity website. And it mm. had um, like a, a small paragraph and then like, say, 10 bullet points. And um, yeah, the like the paragraph was quite a nice little intro. And it sort of, I think it mentioned how like it, you sort of you can be affected by some things and not by all of it or it can be different for different people or some rubbish like that and then of the like the 10 bullet points I was like all eight of those are pretty much exactly me and then I think the other two I was like oh I understand them but to be honest no not really um 
And I was like, but it was the closest thing that I'd seen that related to what was going on. And it was just, it was quite nice just to feel like, okay, this is like what it is. And um, like small things, like quite quickly being able to identify sometimes someone else that has the same illness as you um, yeah. means that you're like, oh, I can kind of talk to that person and they will get it a little bit more. And we don't have to do the, like the back talk of like the for dummies book. Um, we can just talk about like what we've experienced and that person will kind of understand it because it's a similar illness in what I would imagine someone with cancer or leukemia or whatever. If you talk to someone else that has experienced that illness, they're going to understand it a lot more. Mm, um, yeah. And I don't quite, I, I understand that not doing boxes and all that stuff, but the idea that by not telling someone what illness they have, as being a benefit, just I, oh, I just it it does miss yeah, me a little it bit. It sounds odd, yeah. Especially to be what seems to be like the default decision making process, like oh, just generally we don't tell people what they've got. And I'm like, why? Like I'd get it if it was like oh, in I don't know, in a specific area or a specific GP, and it's like an individual basis. But it's almost like well, this is what we start off with, unless you. Oh, I don't know, managed to argue your way up to, like, a practice manager or something. Oh, yeah, I just... Yeah. It mystifies me. I don't know. Well, it's interesting. I was reading um, Nikki Hayes, you know, um, the DJ. I recognise the name, but no, I don't I don't know. She's, she's just released a book... Um, it's a bit like a kind of like a memoir and she's she's only just been diagnosed with bpd mm. and that was like two years ago and i think um up until she was like in her 30s i think or like for literally like over 20 years you know she attempted suicide she had like multiple breakdowns and i think she said like every single time it was just like well you know you've got depression and you've got this i think she had anorexia when she was a teenager mm. and they were like oh yeah you know it's just you know depression and she said like i think it was literally just kind of put under this umbrella term of depression yeah. and it wasn't until really recently that they kind of did like a full assessment and said oh no it is borderline personality disorder and she said like it just sort of made a lot more sense mm. but this is a thing like i think it's another kind of case of people don't hear it very often so they don't understand it yeah so like when i did um a po when i wrote my post about um being told that i had it i was like technically it's not like kind of the it's not official as in it's not been written on my medical record yeah but that's only because she said there was like she was like there's no point because they'll just tell you what I've told you and then you're less likely to get treatment because it's so kind of misunderstood and a bit stigmatized mm. or a lot yeah. stigmatized. Um, and I just like wrote that post about it and then I just had a few. I didn't tell a load of people for a while. I only told like a couple of really close friends, but they were both like, okay, so explain it to me a bit more. I don't know what it is. What is it? Mm. and it's it's still so difficult to explain like even when you have it or you've yeah. been told that you have it to still kind of explain it because it's like i don't understand it entirely yeah like how often have you got to explain like you're into gaming as well so like how often mm. 
do you have to explain and describe a game to someone when oh god actually say you've played it once like and then you're expected to give essentially like a tutorial to somebody else on how to do it like you're just not going to be able to do it you can give like a quick overview but it's all like oh i'm not exactly sure like this is maybe what's kind of happening and this is what i've experienced but i don't really know if i'm saying it right and yeah it's yeah it's a hard it's a hard thing to get across although it's funny you should say like trying to explain a game i was um I was at like a party recently and I had a little bit too much to drink and I literally spent about 50 minutes talking to this poor guy I've never met in my life about a game I've played. He'd never heard of it. And I was talking at him about it for like 50 minutes. And he, I think I was like really getting into it. Like, oh my God, it was amazing. Oh, the storyline, the characters. He's just kind of nodding along, like, help me. <laughs> and everyone was like, leave him alone. He's not played it. But I was like, no, but he needs to know in case he plays it. He's got to know what he's getting invested in. Yeah, he does. <laughs> Oh, oh, poor guy. I don't know why he stood there for so long. God bless him. <laughs> he was like, she's going to tell me something interesting. Oh. Yeah, he was just <laughs> waiting. <laughs> Ten hours later. Oh, oh God. Dear. So I know you are into gaming as well. I don't know. Um, yes. Like, has that helped you with like connecting with other people and like online gaming and stuff like that? It has, yeah. I'm in like, um... oh, it's so nerdy. <laughs> like so like um yeah there's like it's kind of similar to i guess i find a lot of other gamers have like similar sort of mental health problems and like mental health issues as well i think it's just i guess for a way it's kind of like an escape as well um especially if you can't really concentrate on something like reading. So if I'm in like a re if I'm having a particularly bad episode, I won't be able to concentrate on reading, which is really how I know I'm really not well. Cause I love reading. So it's a lot easier just to kind of pick up a controller and just watch a screen and get kind of immersed that way. Cause you don't really have to kind of concentrate as much as if you're trying to take in the words. Mm. Um, but yeah, there's loads of kind of communities and stuff. And like, no, the main one I'm kind of involved in is like Final Fantasy, which I bang on about all the time on Twitter. And everyone's like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Including that poor boy. <laughs> what <laughs> about like, the, like Final Fantasy are you up to? Because I've never played it, but I constantly seem like, oh, it's Final <sighs> Fantasy, but it's always like another number. So it must be, I'm assuming it's like in the teens or the 20s. Oh, yeah, it's yeah, it's 15 at the moment and okay. it's still going. It's still going. Whoa. And is it like so, a continuous story from number one? No, Christ, can you can you imagine? It's been going, I think it's been going for about 20 years now. Okay. Um, no, God, that would be something. <laughs> I was Christ. thinking, like, that's why people were into it, because it's like a continuous story. So once you're hooked, like, you have to continue with it to keep the story going. Well, that's the thing. Um, the first one I played was Seven, I think. And that was only because my dad kind of i think he he bought it he'd never played it before and then he quickly decided this isn't for me mm. but um now i really like them they're all different i think the only ones that have had sequels so they're all it's just the same title so they're all in final fantasy one yeah. two three um but no they're all 
like different characters, different storylines, different kind of universe, so to speak. Yep. Um, but the only ones that I think um, 10 had a sequel. So, and that one was technically, that was like Final Fantasy 10 2, which sounds stupid, but there it is. And um, so it, there was a 10, and then there was a 10 part two. There was like, yeah, like a okay. 10, like kind of carried on. Okay. Um, and I think um, Final Fantasy 13, and there were like three parts to Final Fantasy 13. Um, but 15's the latest one, but. This one, I think, is the most interesting one because they, it was in development for 10 years, which is crazy. And it changed so much and, like, characters changed. And I think the storyline to how it is now is completely different to how it was thought out 10 years ago. Hmm. And that came out, I think, last December. Okay. And I finished it in, like, two weeks because I'm just obsessed. And that's all I do when there's a new one. Um. (laughs) But they're, they're still, because um, fans were kind of saying, oh, the storyline didn't feel very finished. They're like, it felt like you'd kind of missed some bits out. It feels like you rushed it. It's nearly a year later and they're still making like updates and they're still releasing new content for it. So wow. it's, yeah, it's really good. It's still, I kind of prefer it this way to actually having it as just one big chunk. Yeah. So it's like there's... um. It sort of There's delays like, you, so you can't do what you've done and yeah. complete it straight away. You're like, wow, you're only going to yeah. get like a third of the game. Yeah, and it's in brilliant. And like a couple of months' time, we'll release the next third type thing. Yeah, because there are some people that are like, oh, well, this is stupid. It should have been finished as a whole a year ago. And it's like, no, but... As long I as mean, you've not got to pay extra, as long as you still get that as part of your content, I don't, that's okay. Yeah. So I paid for like a, it's, I think it's like a season pass thing. So if you pay, I think it was like 20 quid and then you basically just get all the added content when it's released. Mm. So you don't have to pay like 10 quid for this one and this one and this one and then it all adds up. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's been nearly a year and there's still like more stuff being, I think there's one due in um, December that I'm mm. looking forward to that um, I'm not going to go into loads of detail because like people who don't know it are going to be like, what? <laughs> <laughs> but like it's like um it's like an extra hour or two of like gameplay and it's just filling out the backstory of like what happened to a character when they were off screen in the original so like one character just kind of went off for a couple of hours and then he came back and you're like well what was he doing in the original he... like the original 15 yeah okay but yeah. now we're getting it as like a kind of two hour sort of mini game almost Okay. Yeah. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense. So it doesn't and, it doesn't change like the ending. It's not a continuation. It's just like yeah. say it's filling in a gap so there's yeah. you know the bit before and you know the bit after. Yeah, like padding out the story kind of thing. Yeah. But I mean, I think it's really good cuz um they released a survey not that long ago um and it had oh, they were like you can only pick one, which was really unfair cuz they gave you like 20 choices. And it was just like loads of like, you know, would you like to be able to play as this character? Would you like to see more background story on this character? Would you like more cutscenes for this bit? And it was like, how the hell am I supposed to pick one? If you're giving me the option for all of this, like give me all of it. What are you doing? <laughs> like I'll choose an order that you can give yeah. it to me. <laughs> Where's the all of the above option? What are you doing? But, um, yeah, and some people are just like complaining and saying, you know, all of this shouldn't be should have been in the original. And it's like, well, you know, fair enough, but 
the fact that you know they didn't have to do all this yeah they could have just they said didn't. that's the game that's what we've given you that's it yeah they could have gone oh, fuck you you know yeah this you've is already the game. paid yeah we sold millions of copies we don't mind it's fine but you know they're listening to what people are saying they're listening to the feedback and i think even though they said you can only vote for one they're planning on i'm doing a few think, making most of it yeah because yeah. that's just what people want so it's like i prefer this there does seem to be a lot more like um continued updates or content to games and things like that that are released now than yeah there was even just like three or four years ago yeah, um, definitely. With so many people playing online, I wonder if that's, although it's it feels like it happens a lot of the time because there's stuff that they can't fit in or do in time or like bugs are discovered when people are playing. I do wonder whether, kind of like you said with this game, where actually it's more of a staggered release. I wonder if mm. that's something we'll start to see more of. Yeah, I want, I don't know. I think it, I don't, Definitely don't think it's a bad idea, especially if you're like me and you wait, like this game was in development for 10 years and then you get it and you finish it in two weeks and you're like, oh. Well, I just think it gives it more, like it gives the game more longevity. Like you can't like buy it on Thursday and complete it by Monday. Like the content is going to be released gradually over say three or four months so you have to like keep coming back to the game to get the updates yeah oh, no, definitely although i have a friend who bought it and um i think a couple of months ago before they started releasing all these updates he sold his ps4 and his <laughs> copy of the game and i was like are you a moron i was like you're gonna miss all the updates Ooh. I was like why would you sell your ps4 anyway why As, would you do that right so i'm I never really... I had a... think... Did I have a PlayStation 2? And I think I never... I just preferred the Xbox controllers. So I've always been Xbox and not PlayStation. Uh. But... Um, like, all of the VR stuff that seems to have... I say picked up. It looks really interesting. It definitely doesn't seem popular at the moment, but it looks interesting. It does, yeah. It all seems very playstation related like i haven't seen anything Mm. that's available or that's in development really for xbox but the playstation stuff looks awesome is that something that you're interested in i don't know i don't know um it's ridiculous there's um with this final fantasy with 15 yeah um because the main character likes fishing there's a there's a virtual reality fishing update that they've added that literally nobody asked for (laughs) and like all the fans are like oh can we have this extra storyboard they're just like fishing vr (laughs) and everybody's like what (laughs) so and usually i'm not i've never really been i think the only thing i'd really use virtual reality for is like horror games and then i'd be the person who literally like forgets wearing a helmet and just like sits in a corner and cries while it says you died (laughs) in front of me and i'd just be like i forgot i'm wearing a helmet take it off take it off (laughs) but like i saw this fishing vr and i was like i want to i want to be able to talk to them like i'm in the game but no i think i don't even know how expensive that stuff is i've not looked into it no i I'm really interested, but I want to like I want to go around someone's house and play it. I don't want to yeah. try it in the shop for five minutes. I want to go around someone's house and have like an evening, and 
play and be like, is yeah. it something I want to invest in? Is it yeah, something I'm going to use? Me. Yeah, oh, you, you need to go and play it rather than just do like a little five minute demo. Because I think in a five minute demo, stuff always looks pretty good. Um, yeah. You need a bit more of a like an actual play with it. No, definitely. I think I can't think of how many kind of different things you could do with a VR. I think definitely horror would be the main one. But I mean, I struggle mm. to play horrors on my own anyway. I have to sit with my friend while I play it. <laughs> Literally. The, I'm going to play my game. I just need someone to sit here with me. Yeah. Can you actually just sit in the room? No, seriously. Because it's, oh my God. I played um, Resident Evil 7. And I finished that, but literally only because my best friend was sat in the room with me. <laughs> and every time he went home, I was like, well, but I can't carry on with this. Because it's just, it's too scary. Like, I'm, I've am i played the demo and I was just, you're walking around and it's first person. I think, um, like, a person walked past the door and I just put the controller down and just sat there for, like, 15 minutes. And I was like, I'm aware this is a game, but I'm not moving. I'm not moving anywhere. <laughs> I'm just going to see if he's disappeared and then I'll try. I'll take a step forward. <laughs> just see but, how it goes. Yeah, but, oh, no, I'm really, I can play them fine if, you know, I'm be, if somebody's watching me and I'm not on my own in a dark room and I've, I'm just asking for trouble because I've just um, ordered The Evil Within 2 and that's meant to be terrifying. But once again, you know, as my best friend was like, he saw the trailer and was like, we need to get that and play it. And I was like, you mean I need to play it? while you sit there and watch me. Yeah. I'm expecting like these gaming videos now of someone just sat next to you. Oh my, I would love to do that. I did a few like years and years ago with um, an ex when we were dating mm. and we like had a whole setup and we just kind of filmed ourselves just pissing ourselves at like a horror game and then okay. we just upload it. Yeah. Um, and it didn't get many views or anything, and we weren't looking to get views, but it was just funny it's just kind really of walking funny back. To yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's funny to watch back, and it's funny to think people have sat there watching you get shocked. Yeah, and I, I thought about, actually, I was playing Resident Evil. I thought about, like, doing it on, like, Periscope or something, but then somebody's got to, like, film me. Mm. I can't, like, film It's hard to film both. While I'm playing a game. Yeah, yeah, that would... Like, yeah. Um, yeah, because really you need almost, like, the two-screen thing going on. yeah. I only have one screen, unfortunately. Mm, that does make it a challenge. Yeah, that would be difficult. Yeah, but it, I think I'd be awful if I was just filming myself on my own because I wouldn't move anywhere. Mm. Somebody would walk past the walk past a doorway and I'd go, no, and just like leave. <laughs> I'd be like, done. Speaking of filming yourself, there was one thing I just remembered I thought I'd touch on possibly. Is there now a couple of times you have put up some slightly risque photos um and i was wondering like if there's a particular reason why you put those up or um like if there's particular feedback or anything like that that you've got from those would be an interesting talking point yeah yeah i thought like yeah i thought you might bring those up mike <laughs> um <laughs> i literally thought you were talking about <laughs> filming yourself and i was like oh yeah i was gonna ask that other question no no um so yeah i think it's like a, I suppose it's like a self-esteem thing, but mm. mine's so back and forth. Like some days, I suppose it's probably the same with anybody, but you know, some days I just think, 
you know, you just happen to kind of see yourself from a certain angle or you just think, oh, actually, I don't look too bad. This is quite nice. Or you like try on a certain Mm. outfit and think, oh, my figure looks really good in this. And so I don't know. I don't know when I started because I started kind of, I went through like a phase of posting loads and loads of selfies. And I know loads of people kind of see that thing and think, or really vain or attention seeking. And it's not, it's not attention seeking, but it's also like, sometimes it's not even like a validation kind of thing. It's just like, I don't know. It's bizarre. I don't know how to describe it. It's like, you know, I took a photo of myself. I felt good taking that photo. Like, I look good in the photo. I'm going to post it because mm. I think I look good. Like, why shouldn't I? And then, like, sometimes before I've posted that kind of thing. So, like, the one that I posted recently was, like, in a kind of a bodysuit thing. And I just, I think I just took it because I was trying it on and I was just like, oh, I'll just, you know, mess around, like, do some different poses, just mm. see. And I thought, actually, no, I quite like the way my body looks there. And usually I don't think it looks good. And I thought, well, if I like it, you know, why not show it off? Yeah. I think so, it's, it's interesting you say about having, like, times when you've put stuff up because I think now you've said it, I hadn't recognised it like that, but I think, yeah, there's times when you'll post, like, a couple of images like that and then there won't be any for ages. And yeah. then when you sort of say that, you're like, oh, actually, yeah, I get that because it could be, like you said, it could, it could just happen to be, like, um, you happen to have bought something and you want to try it on and see how you look but it could also fit into like maybe your mood or your attitude or your feelings at the time. Um, yeah. Cause it's really interesting to see when it's not, um, when you're, you're not someone that posts that type of stuff all the time. And it's quite nice then. Cause you're like, actually, yeah, it does come across as someone that like, Oh, I feel quite good. Like I look quite good in this rather than if it's all the time that can, you don't always make that connection with the person that's posting it. Yeah. Um, but it is very much like you say, like it's spells and it's quite nice because you get to see, although I don't think I've ever seen any of those pictures with your face in, like I always imagine like you're smiling in those pictures because I think it's that, I don't know, I guess it's the realisation that actually, yeah, we look okay. And sometimes it's yeah. so hard to feel like that. Yeah, definitely. I, no. Uh, yeah it's weird I don't know how to because I think like the first time I ever posted one a bit like that Mm. I think was um when I'd been going to the gym for a while and I just thought the first thing that I think that stopped me doing it was like oh I don't want people to see it and just be like oh slut and you know tension seeking this this and this and then I kind of just thought well no because I so rarely feel good about myself Mm. why why not share that with people yeah. And then I think usually the only thing kind of stopping me is if I think like if I kind of like a guy at the time. Yeah. And like if I want to impress him, I don't want him to see that and think, oh, she's a slag or, you know, this or that kind of thing and be like, oh, no, she's too. She's a bit too attention seeking for me and that kind of thing. But then I thought, but then if that's what a guy's going to think, I don't want to I don't want that guy yeah like if a guy is uncomfortable like that i am interested in and if he sees me feeling good about myself and sharing that and expressing mm. that and that puts him off me why why would i want to be with that guy anyway yeah 
So, yeah, I just thought, no, fuck it. Just, yeah, post it. No, like I say, it's nice because I think... Um, oh, I don't know. I just... I think some people are really funny about putting up certain images and I completely get that. But mm. then there doesn't seem to be, like... I don't know. Maybe you get it in, like, the odd bits of, like, oh, you look amazing or whatever, but there's never, like, the praise or the recognition that, like actually someone's kind of put themselves out there a little bit like this isn't what they post like they're not a, a model or whatever like it, this isn't what their content is they're just sharing a picture of themselves but it's different to what they usually put up and they've taken that chance and they're sharing themselves with you in that way and to a degree like I think that's the same as when we see people writing and opening up about certain things like yeah showing your body's the same like I just there's not always that connection I guess yeah no that's a good point but yeah like i don't know my yeah self-esteem's so kind of up and down and like some days i wouldn't dream of like taking a photo mm. like that so like when you take but i mean i suppose it's like it's the same as if you just take a really nice photo just of your face i mean yeah you know sometimes you might just I mean, it's nice just to feel good about yourself. Mm. Mm. And I mean, if you want to, you know, if you want to share that, why should someone be kind of ashamed for it? But then mm. it's the other way around as well. If you don't, if you choose not to share that kind of side of yourself, then, you know, that's your call. Yeah. You don't have to share that side of yeah. yourself. You know, everybody expresses themselves in a different way. And I guess that's just, I think I do it more when I feel good now. I think my sister pointed out couple of years ago she was like oh I've noticed that when you're having a bad spell you seem to post more of yourself but I think it's kind of the opposite now which is interesting I don't know when that happened but yeah it's kind of taken a bit of a shift now but yeah oh some analysis to go on there yeah <laughs> <laughs> we're getting into the deep oh, the I'm, deep stuff I know I just yeah no it's interesting because I think it's one of those things for me where you just, it's almost, it's just someone posting something a little bit different to what they usually post. Mm. Um, and then immediately, like, you're interested because you're like, oh, why is it? And you have a scroll through and look at, like, the comments and stuff. But, um, like, a lot of the time you don't get, I, I don't know, but you don't really get conversations from those images rather than no. if it was a, I don't know, say you posted... Uh, like a blog post about body image or about how you felt about yourself and you'd get, I'm sure, loads of positive stuff, but you'd get, like, some conversations happening. Whereas when yeah. it's an image, I think people sometimes are a bit, like, they're scared to say anything because they're like, oh, I don't want to be perceived as, like, looking at it in a certain way or whatever. And um, yeah. sometimes it can come across differently, I guess. Yeah, true. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that. I think as well, like, I'd find... Like, I'd find body image quite hard to blog about mm. as well for some reason. Like, I'm just sometimes it just takes me a while to kind of figure out what I'm trying to say. Like, right now, what I, yeah, on this podcast, I'm just like, what am I trying to say? Is it coming across? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's, I think, I don't know, I think especially with something like this, where it's the, like, it's the open conversation and like we've not really planned what we're going to talk about. Like, mm. you get that, like, it's a natural, oh, there's that, oh, let's pick up and talk about that, and oh, there's that, let's talk about that. Um, and I think sometimes that, especially around, like, body image, it's that, 
what is the content, I guess. And I suppose you're not sitting there and writing a long old piece about how you feel. And it's just like, actually, like I had a moment where I looked in the mirror or in the camera or whatever, and I looked really cute or I looked hot. And actually, I'm like quite chuffed about that. And I want to share that. Yeah. And I want to let people know. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I think that's really nice. So that's very cool. Keep them coming. Thanks. Um, (laughs) (laughs) I'll try my best. (laughs) As long as it's because you're in a happy place. If you're in a not so happy place, by all means, stop. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, Uh, It's fine. If people want to find out more about you, about like your blogging, about gaming and stuff like that, where can they go to find you? So if you, you can follow me on Instagram and I think basically everything's got the same handle. Mm. So I think um, my blog is bexhelen.com and I think my Twitter's the same, just at bexhelen and I think my Instagram's at bexhelen as well. Um, My Twitter and Instagram are private because I work in a school and the students do try and stalk you. Yeah. And I had one, one was like, I found your Facebook the other day. And I was like, oh, okay, great, cool, stay away. <laughs> Amazing. Oh, dear. I've, um, I've had, uh, I've got a few friends that are teachers, and I've said to them before about, because I, I don't use my, like, legal last name, um, because mm. I've worked in youth work for years, and you've always got to be careful about, like, generally yeah. like, young people finding you online. Can you imagine um, if my students found my Instagram? <laughs> You'd have Jesus. more students. <laughs> oh, my God. I think, yeah, I would. Wow. Yeah, but, Christ. Um, yeah, I, I've, I've been really surprised because actually a few of my friends that are teachers say it's not so much just students. It's actually parents. Oh, yeah. I hadn't even thought. Oh, God, I hadn't they, even thought about parents. They tried to add them on Facebook. And I'm like, oh, God. what? And they're like, yeah, we get loads. And I'm like, what parent wants to friend their te- their kid's teacher? Like, that's weird. I've never like, had I, that. I understand. I understand the students. Like, I understand the intrigue mm. to like find out more about your teacher. Like, whether it's because you think they're attractive or because you want to get dirt on them. Um, My teacher's a real person. Yeah, I understand (laughs) With a first name and everything. But I don't understand the parent thing. I just, I kind of think that's... I've never heard of that. Yeah, I don't, I find that kind of strange. I don't know. Maybe it's just because I've not been around it. No, I've I've not heard of that either. Oh, weird. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe they just want to be like... What's coming up in tomorrow's test? Yeah, I don't. <laughs> I won't tell them. I promise. Because well, I think one of them said they, I think they accepted like the friend request from the parent and then put them on like a really really private part of their account. Um, oh right. And they said, but we could then see everything that the parent put up, and they're like, there's all these pictures, especially because I, I like there's a non-professional account. And they're like, we can just see everything their parents are doing on the weekend or whatever. And like, I don't understand why they would allow us to see that. And it just absolutely baffles. I think I've got a funny feeling a few more of these are actually like um, primary. So like secondary and uh, second, uh, like infant and junior school rather than secondary. Oh, okay. Which is maybe why there's more interest from, like, I suppose, like, like you say, like, oh, what's going on in school or like the friendly relationship you might have 
at mm. that level, which, yeah, I, I've got a funny feeling it's more from the, the younger school where they have yeah, certain maybe. parents. But I just, I still find it strange. Like I've, I have had students find me on Facebook and Instagram and they obviously you get like a, it's like, um, you know, confirm and stuff. And you're like, no, yeah. <laughs> even like it, when they've left, when they're about to leave, they're so, they're so much like, I get them asking me, can I add you on Snapchat? <laughs> like, no. <laughs> I've had some of them say like, oh, miss, you're on the PS4. Can I add you on the PlayStation <laughs> network? So I don't want to play games with you. <laughs> Let's play games. Oh my god, Miss! Do you play GTA? Oh, like, go away! I really don't want to play a game where I steal cars and shoot people with my students. That'd be amazing. Have you all done your revision? Yes. Just watch them all log off one by one. Yeah. You've all got your GCSEs in the morning. Oh no! Oh, can you imagine hobbies? Oh God! Oh dear! They'd right. never, they'd never log on again. <laughs> God, no, I don't get. I wouldn't have wanted to add no, my. No. I didn't want to add my. I suppose we didn't have things like Facebook, and oh no. God, it makes me feel so old to like think <laughs> about it. Like we obviously didn't have much social media and stuff. No. Can but, I can I add you on the PlayStation Network? <laughs> but like, I wouldn't have wanted to add my teachers. No, I went off. I don't. Yeah. I don't get. Yeah, it's, mm, I don't know, maybe times are changing. Oh, it's funny, though, with um, Snapchat, they're not meant to have their phones at school. Yeah. And um, one of the um, one of the other teachers, because they, they're all on, like, public, and you know it had oh, yeah, update the with the map. Yeah. You could see exactly which students had got their phones in school. Oh, amazing. Just walking around the corridor, Snapchatting themselves, like, ooh, got English. <laughs> and I was just like, can somebody please just go around confiscating the phones, yeah. but not tell them how we know? Because it would just freak them out. Yeah. I don't think we did, but, yeah, I don't think they realised that... <laughs> We can, you can just see their avatar just walking around the building. We had, um, like I had today, I went and gave a, a talk on sexual exploitation. And part of it, um, I spoke about like Snapchat and the maps and stuff like that. And we were talking about how people can get around um, basically like screenshotting something that you send to them. Mm. And... Um, one of the girls was like, oh, yeah, I know about this. And there's, like, other apps and you can use and you can get around it. And then they started talking about the maps. And this other girl was like, there's maps. And you could see her in the corner. Like, she was sat there with her friend and they were going through and changing all her security settings. And oh, I was like, God. instantly, this has been worthwhile because she's gone through and changed some of her yeah. security stuff. Oh, um, good. And I was like, it's worth being here already. Um, but it just... It baffles me sometimes. I'm like, you're teenagers. It, you're meant to know yeah. all this stuff before we do. I mean, it is kind of frightening how, like, accessible this stuff is now. It really is. And, like, I mean, they're not, I mean, I don't know what the rule is with, like, other schools, but, like, they're banned where I work. Mm. But, like, there's just so much crap that goes on with social media and like bullying and you know it's I mean it was I don't think it was as big of a problem when I was at school because even like Facebook we none of us really got Facebook until college 
so it wasn't as bad. But I mean, it's just everywhere now, and there's so many incidents where you they're just like, oh, this was sent on Snapchat, this is going around Facebook, and you just think, oh God, because you just think being a teenager and kind of growing up is kind of shitty enough at times without all that, all this other added in stuff that's just making it, you know, making giving them more pressure and you know, sharing their lives on social media and it's just the accepted norm now isn't it it's almost like mm. it's weird if you don't do that yeah there's always like a generally some defi- like there'll be one person in each group that doesn't do social media yeah and everyone else is like oh why and you're like <laughs> that's the odd person out now yeah but I mean, like, yeah, all my stuff's off. I think even if I didn't work in a school, I'd still have, like, my Instagram and my Twitter on private just because people are so mean. Mm. Like, so mean. Like, it's just so, like, full of trolls and stuff. And, like, yeah, I don't think I could take it. It would just make me cry. Mm. It is a challenge. It can be a challenge. I yeah, I, I could... Was... Oh, I might have been you. I remember there being a chat once and someone saying, I've taken my account off of private to take part in the chat and then they put it back on afterwards. Oh, yeah, that was me. Was that you? <laughs> yeah, I had to, because other people can't see you. So, oh, yeah, for yeah. like a, oh, okay. every, every Thursday for that one hour, <laughs> I was on public. <laughs> I, remember I liberated my twist. <laughs> But there, must uh, yeah. been, there must have been like a chat or something where you'd taken part and someone must have said something. Because I think it, was, it wasn't like the first time you'd been part of the chat, I don't think. Oh, I, yeah, I do feel... Yeah, I don't know. Or maybe someone else has done it as well. I can't remember. No, I definitely... Yeah, I took it off just for that one hour a week. Took cool. it off private <laughs> um to round off have you got anything going on in the next like couple of weeks or months that'd be interesting to mention couple of weeks hmm not particularly no um at the moment i'm just trying to kind of catch up on some reading because i want to do because i've put like on my blog that i do i talk about books but i think i've done like two posts about books mm. but um I'm not really very good at reviews, to be honest. I don't really know much about writing reviews. So I've read um, I've read about three, and I'm reading um, a new book now, and then I'm probably just going to do, like, a big post of, like, the books I've read recently. Mm. So keep an eye out for that. But no, I don't think, no, not really got anything kind of planned. Just see what happens, I guess. Just see what inspiration pops yeah. up. I saw today there's oh there's this house around the corner and they have an amazing set of like christmas lights and displays and stuff and they're prepping it now oh my god they've put up like the wooden structure um that the lights go around and stuff and i'm like it's mid-october oh that's dedication Jeez, but yeah, I think they're <laughs> it's like them and one or two houses near them, and then the rest of the road, like no one puts anything up. But oh, it sta- like it stands out, and it is pretty cool. Oh, but nice! It's just really funny to see, like today. I can't remember if it was today or yesterday. I saw it, 
And um, I was like, oh, geez, it's not like, it's, oh, oh, Christmas is so not on my mind. Like, to see him for that is ridiculous. It feels really far away for some reason. And I think somebody mentioned it was only like a few weeks away or something ridiculous. And I was like, stop. I'm not ready. (laughs) I suppose, yeah, well, it must be, it must be like 12 weeks or something. It's still a fair bit off, I would have thought. It's just going to start. It's just going to smack us in the face at some point, isn't it? No. Like the the Coca Cola advert will oh. pop up. We'll be like, oh, no. Christmas. <laughs> Jeez. Not Santa winking and giving the thumbs up or whatever he does. Yeah. Oh dear. Um. Well, thank Polar you. bears drinking out of Coke bowls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Always branded. Uh, I've become addicted <laughs> to Coke this year. Especially, well, especially since summer, I think it's really bad. I never used to really drink fizzy drinks, and now I like I crave it all the time. It's ridiculous. I know, no, I, I know what you mean. I mostly just drink water nowadays, but it was really last night for some reason. I was just like, I mean, I love water. Mm. So if you had to, if I, I'd be perfectly happy drinking nothing but water for the rest of my life. But you know, sometimes you just want to drink something with a taste. taste. Yeah. And I was literally just like, I could really have a can of Coke right now, but we don't have any in the house. And Asda was obviously shut really early on a Sunday. Yeah. But I was craving it like mad. But yeah. Oh, it yeah. Every now and then. I should have. <laughs> Oh dear. Uh, thank you very much for sitting and chatting with me. Thank you for having me. It's been really cool to like just sit and chat because apart from like the chat hours and stuff, I don't really get to talk to you that much. No, I know. I hope I was okay as well. I feel like I kind of just blabber on a bit and I'm like, oh, I don't know what I'm saying. No, it's nice because it feels more like it's just a genuine chat. Like there's not an agenda to it. If you know what I mean, like it's just two people sat talking, which is nice. Yeah, no, it is nice. I have no notes at all. Woo-hoo. That all just came from the gold mine that is my brain. I've started now. <laughs> I am quite good. Like I, I'm trying to make sure. Like I've got a bit of paper and a pencil with me because um, a couple of times, like I really try not to interrupt people. Like especially when they're talking about their story. Um, sometimes there can be quite a lot in there and it's trying not to interrupt them um mm. like especially if it's an emotional story and i think like there can be so much in it so i've like always try and have a pen and a pencil just in case like you can scribble down and then come back to it later um and it's it's i've found it really handy a couple of times um most of the time i don't use it but it's really nice to have it because yeah if someone sort of talks or they mention a couple of points it's cool to know that i've written them down and we can come back to them yeah oh that's a good idea actually yeah it's it's a handy one like i say most of the time you don't need it but it is good and i do um one podcast with a couple of guys in america and there's like there's three of us so there can be like a little bit of a gap in you talking and so Mm. between the other two people like there can be like one or two points that you want to come back to and so having something just to write them down is just, yeah, it's really, really handy. That's a good idea. I should do that in, like, like just everyday life. Because I do just get, I'm a bit like a child. I just get excited and I'm just like, oh, my God, and then just kind of jump in. Even if it's, like, one word. Usually one word's enough yeah. to, to get you. Like, I had the other day. I was like, oh, I want to write a post about diversity. 
um, and like I'm doing a few bits at work and there's like odd bits here and there that I think oh that'd be cool to like actually sit down and talk about so I wrote like on my notes app like <laughs> it's in the middle of another note I just put diversity and I'm like right okay I need to sit down and like do that somewhere and then I think yesterday um, I wrote the title so I just wrote diversity as the title <laughs> in my blog editor I wrote that in the morning and then I think at lunchtime I've done like half of the post and I was like, oh, it started, nice. it started now. Like, I don't mind, it's not a rush to do it, um, but it started and it's, it's all just like, it's, even if it's just writing down one word, it helps you. Cause how often do we come up with like stuff that you want to do? Like when you were saying about the book review and stuff, like just, even if it's just written down somewhere, it means you follow up on it mm. rather than, oh, leave it and forget about it. You've literally just reminded me as well, actually. I was thinking earlier I might do a post that looks more into, like, suicidal ideation. Oh, yeah. Because I think that's just... If you don't experience it, it's a very... It's a very odd topic. Because, mm. like, you just think, why Why would you just kind of... What do you mean? Why would you just sit and think about it? What, yeah. what, what are you talking about? So I think that would be quite a, like, a good cool. one to go it. into. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> See, I need to start planning that. Yeah. Like, even if it's just written down, like, if you must have, like, an editor or something in your website, even if it's just, like, yeah. literally open one and just put the title down, and that can be enough. It's literally got, like, seven to. open. Yeah. It's ridiculous. I've got, I think, I've got two, <laughs> I've got two, I've got two, like, fully written and done posts, and, but they're just, like, so... I'm just not fussed about them. So they keep mm. on getting pushed back. And I'm like, actually, it's quite nice to have a couple that are there and they can go anywhere. Um, they're not time sensitive um, and they're they're available for me to put up. Um, and it's quite nice to have a couple in the back that you're like, actually, yeah. like at a later stage, I might suddenly become really passionate about them and I can maybe add on a little bit and then post it or like they are ready so I could just post them. Um, but yeah, it's quite nice sometimes just to build up a little bit of yeah, a, have something to fall back yeah, on. Yeah, kind of or like sometimes you don't have the time to sit there and write a full post, so you do what you can and then you come back to it. Yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. Well, I think I'm going to go and maybe have a drink of coke. <laughs> I, I'm going to go have water because once again I was Got in Asda coke. and I overlooked the coke. No. Once again. I know. <laughs> Back to just tasteless, tasteless liquids for me. Oh, enjoy the water. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Have a nice evening. You too. Thank you. Bye. Bye.